bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is causing so safe they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hi welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews on the blackout tips premium podcast network i am your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen and we are live and ready to do a movie review for a movie you either haven't seen don't ever plan on seeing or don't care about us spoiling because we spoil the movie and today's movie is the blackening we didn't go to the theater to see this we it it came to streaming so fast that we actually got it off of voodoo it did it was really quick it was only like two weeks after it came out and we were able to get it on voodoo um so we said hey support the blacks okay that's what we do here (laughs) uh black capitalism and we said let's watch it and so uh we watched it we're gonna tell you what we liked what we didn't like we're gonna score it from zero to five and then we have a bunch of comments from the last movie reviews that we did um and we'll get to your comments after our review yay okay this movie is uh directed by tim story written by tracy oliver and Dwayne perkins uh and it stars uh grace byers jermaine fowler um melvin gregg um jay farrell's in it for a bit sinquay walls is in it Dwayne perkins is in it uh he also uh yeah co-wrote it um ex mayo who I, I don't know her from anything before this but uh Yv- yvonne orgy is in it and Diedrich bader it's a pretty small cast mm-hmm. um and the plot is seven friends go away for the weekend and end up trapped in a cabin with a killer who has a vendetta will their will their street smarts and knowledge of horror movies help them stay alive probably not um it's a i would say it's a a horror comedy but more more on the comedy than the horror and uh extremely black which is not mentioned anywhere in the uh actual synopsis but it is in the title but it's definitely about blackness uh heavy on the black so let's start with things that we like karen give me something that you liked about this movie the number one thing i liked about this movie is that it was funny it was really really funny um, it was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. It's like, I'll just say, like, the commercials almost do, didn't know justice as far as, like, how much comedy you was going to get. Because I I was like, I want to see it. I was like, I'm going to see it. But I really wasn't sure if it was going to be horror with a little bit of comedy, you mm-hmm. know, type of thing. Like, yeah, we horror. We, we'll throw some jokes in there. But you're actually coming here for horror. And I was pleasantly surprised when I walked in and it was more on the ha 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 side so for me i enjoyed the jokes from the from the black stereotypes to one of them had a white wife one of them was biracial one of them was from africa you name it they had jokes they had the jokes people do the android and the iphones going back and forth like and space like the it was very very funny i really enjoyed the comedy in this yeah i enjoyed the comedy as well i definitely want to piggyback on that um 
I thought um, that they did a good job of having different types of black people and different experiences so they could have those jokes to bounce off of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, A thing that I liked about it, hour 37 minutes, uh, really short. And um, there's like a couple of gags after the um, credits that you laugh at too. But it was really like, like it doesn't overstay its welcome. Mm -hmm. I, I mean... I guess if you hate the movie, then you'll be like, any amount of long is too long. But for me, I, I thought like, oh, this is the perfect length. It was right when I was like, all right, getting to the point where we got to wrap it up. And they wrapped it up immediately. And uh, I enjoyed that uh, and uh, along with, yeah, I just enjoyed that length. Uh, next thing for you. I actually enjoyed uh, just the acting. The acting was really, really good. The way they interacted with each other and emoting and things like that, which kind of goes back to the comedy piece. Like they really fed off the off of each other's with the comedy beats and things like that. It's like everybody kind of knew their spot and 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 knew where to shine and where to crack jokes. And it it kind of made you think about uh you know like uh, family members like you know uh, particularly if you're black you could see some of your family members in some of these very different types of people. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Uh, I enjoyed the twist. Um, I like, and it wasn't necessarily like a, oh my God, how could anybody see this coming? Um, because like, I'd say the biggest actor among the majority cast, because you can't, because Yvonne Orji and Jay Farrell really just die right away. So, um, but the those, Jermaine Fowler being kind of the biggest actor left and then him, being the weirdest character and he shows up uninvited you kind of can tell from like this something's not right with this dude and he's probably gonna be the real killer at least that's how i was looking at it but i enjoyed that twist when they because they go through enough stuff for you to almost forget it um but you know as scooby-doo as all these fucking like horror movies are i was like he's clearly not dead when he gets shot and they don't it's kind of like they see him get shot and then he's just oh he's dead that's the end of it i'm like okay clearly that character's gonna come back because he's way too interesting in the beginning um but uh i like that twist of it being because i didn't want what this movie could have been and i get it but i kind of didn't want it to be those random white dudes that had no connection to anything or anyone in that house and when they made it like clifton was the mastermind and it was because of the trauma he experienced being ostracized or being picked on for being not black enough. And he kind of grew up to be like a, a hater. He voted for Trump twice. But, you know, like there were reasons he was a whack nigga. But I right. love that that was such an insular black conversation that played out in this movie that it might even went over some white folks head or they just don't really get it. But, right. you know, seeing the complicated I love the discussion about race because too many people think there's right and wrong answers and i kind of liked how they got the joke and play with the fact that there's really no right or wrong way about this and all this stuff kind of has it affects people emotionally and traumatizes them good and bad um emotionally uh, not traumatized good and bad but it affects you emotionally good and bad and it can traumatize people and the fact that his trauma was based in being ostracized from black people and feeling like his blackness was thrown into question i don't know it just feels like uh uh, uh it feels like uh he was a stand-in for so many 
types of black people that we know like that where you like right. what the fuck happened to you and uh so i really did enjoy that twist in that character yeah and i kind of talked about this before but i'm going to have it as its own positive it is not scary as somebody who does not care too much for like jump shit just to scare just mm-hmm. for the fact of scaring so i don't do the souls and none of that type of stuff so for me i like i said i appreciate the fact that they was like we're gonna do comedy and less scariness and it was actually that's what made it actually fun to me mm-hmm. you know that was that's what made it more a lot more enjoyable than i thought it was going to be versus you know them just being afraid the whole time and also i like the fact that um they act like real black people i appreciate that i appreciate that they didn't go into the stereotype that uh a lot of these movies go into where they kind of i won't say go race blind but you could have took them all and just did the typical white shit when it comes to this but it was like no we got black people we're gonna go through this still gonna go through the process but we are not going to erase the blackness out of it just because it's scary yeah i definitely agree uh i think there's a the way that this came to be was from like a sketch that i was like a comedy central short i remember watching it and thinking it was hilarious and it is extremely difficult to turn a five minute funny thing into an hour and a half minute hour and 30 minutes funny Mm -hmm. um and I like that they built out the characters and stuff. I actually thought um, I like the the fact that um, Dwayne Perkins, who is who plays Dwayne in the movie, um, he is a gay character in this film, and he doesn't like the whole thing isn't revolving around him being gay or mm-hmm. being thirsty or right. being like a bunch of stuff that you know tropes that people are kind of tired of, mm-hmm. even though he is like a quote unquote best friend everybody's a best friend in this fucking thing so yes. it's like like he like like no only one person was there with like a love interest situation everybody mm-hmm. else was just there to party in the woods right and all this stuff um and so i really thought that character was fun and like kind of stole the show and had some really good lines now who knows if you write it and act in it you probably gonna give yourself some good lines but i especially like when he found um found uh lisa and uh namdi hiding in the vent and and like they thought he was dead they had left him for dead and like that was like he was really funny um i and like just going through the cast as far as like the quote-unquote inclusivity of it Mm -hmm. you know uh grace byers is allison and her being biracial and like i love the jokes about like she's not black enough because she's biracial and it's there she was like y'all not about to do me like this uh like that kind of stuff was cool uh with me um uh so yeah i i enjoy the different types of people in the cast uh shanika and i mean it wasn't like message but it was like Mm. stuff where like shanika jumping in the water and swimming in the middle of the night it's like one of those like yeah it was you know and then like when the one dude was like i can't swim she was like oh why you gotta be a stereotype you know (laughs) and and so i think ultimately with the inclusivity i I, just to throw one more thing in there a real quick and i'll throw it back to you Mm -hmm. it also is just the fact that to me this movie felt like it was written for and by black people yes first and foremost and so it wasn't concerned with if we make this joke the wrong white people gonna laugh and i know that art goes into the theater and anyone can consume it Mm -hmm. but i as a creative 
love when black people do things for black people. And if you like it, you like it. We're not going to, but we're not doing this to educate you or inform you as a black person. There's never a line in this movie. Like, and they, they do kind of do some like cute wink toward the audience moments in this movie, Mm -hmm. you know, where they talk about being in the horror movies. They talk about black people in horror movies. They talk Mm -hmm. about, you know, should we split up and stuff? So they're definitely winking to the fact that we know we're in a horror movie, you know, basically. Right. But they never do that other thing a lot of black shows and movies do where they stop to explain to white people like, oh, trill, trill means this or whatever. It's just, it's just if you know, you know type of black jokes. And I, I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. Also, something I liked about it, and I know this might, well, no, I'm not even going to say this. I like the fact that niggas was doing drugs. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they were doing Molly. They they was like, hey, if, if we're going to do all, go all out, let's go all out like we would if some white people was out here. A lot of times that's what they do yeah. when they go out. They do drugs. They get high. They, they, they you know, they do all, all the quirky shit. And it was one of those things where I appreciate them not, quote, unquote, skirting around it just because we black. Well, I didn't even look at it like what white people would do. It feels like that's what horror movies are. Somebody's going to try to fuck. You know, yeah. somebody's gonna have a gun. Some like like it was all the tropes, but just kind of put through the lens of blackness. Um, but it, but like I said, it was funny and it felt safe to me because everyone was fucking black except that one, the killers and uh, and the, the fucking police officer. Everybody was black, so it didn't. To me, I never was worried about like how white people. How does what does this do? And so when they like when. <laughs> King played uh, played by Melvin Gregg, like when King is basically like, uh, man, I'm not a thug, I'm reformed, I got this, that, and the other, and then he goes to get the gun, and everybody's like, oh, nigga, we knew you had a gun. <laughs> like I like I like that kind of shit. Uh, it really worked for me uh, specifically uh, because of what you said. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Did was it your turn? Or? I, think, it's, I think it's your turn. Okay, okay. I thought you speaking back of mine. Okay. Uh, one thing I did like, I enjoyed the concept of the game. I've like yeah. the game was a really was cool concept. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the fact that, uh, well, that- it was a way to play like those black car revoke, but just on in a movie theater. Yes, and so that was like funny black trivia stuff. And what I was worried is that. Because what I was worried about is that with it being a sketch that was highly based on that, I was like, how are they going to stretch this to an hour and a half? Because it wouldn't even make sense as a character to keep playing this game forever. Like, like the game can only be a small part of a horror movie. You got to leave the room and do a bunch of shit. People got to die. People got to get fucked up. And I love the way that they kind of flipped it to where, like, they played that first 10-question thing. Then when they got trapped in there again, they basically, that's when they did the who is the least black. And then you basically don't even really need the game after that Mm -hmm. because it's just, you know, that was the premise of the sketch. And now it's like, let's just do horror movie stuff. And it was very Scooby-Doo, running in this room, running out of that room, splitting up here, going to the woods. Oh, there's two killers. You know, like it was very Uh, Scooby-Doo. And I like that Scooby-Doo shit Mm because it it made it work to me. Yes, yes, I did. Is it your turn? Okay, uh, another I thing I like, yeah. not a lot of people died. And, no. you know, I think especially when you have, when you want to make your premise about a black horror movie that's deconstructing horror movies, it's 
it's hard to have a horror movie where a lot of people don't die anyway. Right. Because, you know, it's kind of like you get disposable people and disposable actors and da-da-da-da. And they kind of did the screen thing, which is they put their two biggest names, Jay Farrell and uh, Yvonne Orgy, in the beginning and killed them off almost right away. So, you know, it then makes you feel like, well, everyone else in this movie is not as big a star as them. Right. So clearly they can kill all these people. And I actually like that they didn't go that route of just killing everybody. And they, of course, play with it. You know, oh, someone gets shot in the arm and you're like, oh, my God, are they going to die? But they don't. And, you know, motherfuckers got the, you know, super, super duper. I can I, I can keep all my blood in my body type of shots and stuff. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so I actually like that they didn't treat the characters as disposable just because it's a lot of black characters and fuck it, let's kill everybody off just to, you know, because a lot of horror movies will do that. And mm-hmm. I thought this was like a good way of like, you know, spinning that on its head. Uh, also, another thing I like, I like the park ranger. I liked it. They didn't know whether to trust him or not because he was white. Like, that shit was fucking hilarious because that's some real shit. They was like, should we trust you? Should we not trust you? Then he was like, yeah, follow me. And they put their stuff down. Then they picked it up and followed. They picked that shit up like, I don't know now. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, he played the role kind of like the magical Negro-ish type of character. And what I thought was funny was uh, I loved when they were quizzing him and he was like talking about how he was basically one of the good whites. And he was like, I'm, I know enough that I, to, to, if I got an invite to the cookout, that not to come because my presence there would change the vibe. And like that, that was so funny and stuff. Like, and like how they thought he was, they was like, oh, he going to shoot us. And then he was like, no, you know, he, I'm really just here to help. And then at the end where they couldn't trust him and he dies outside the window because they weren't sure if they right, could trust him. They found the mask. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was like good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I like that character as well um and another thing i like too was just the set design of the house and stuff like the house is kind of its own character with the locking doors and the surveillance Mm -hmm. and the it's got a well in the bottom of it and like it's like it was just a lot going on in this house and you know the house it reminded me of a a house in the woods or cabin in the woods i think Mm -hmm. it's called um it reminded me of that movie where it's like we're deconstructing and messing with horror tropes and we're injecting race into it. But the house has to have all this shit happening or else it's not it's not going to be as good. So I actually really like that they had uh, the house had like all these levels, the game room, the locked doors, then the outside into the woods. And then, you know, everyone has to try to do the lake like it just had all the little horror movie scary tropes in it uh, that was like super fun. Also, I actually really enjoyed the creepy white dudes. Like, they actually, because when they were popped up, you're like, oh, shit, something about to happen. I really just enjoyed them just randomly just popping up. And, oh, the killers. Yeah, the killers. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was funny was uh, they kept cutting off their phones and shit. And what was hilarious, when he turned it on, did everybody's phone stop? Ding, ding, ding. I was like, oh, that's yeah. a great way. To kind of find somebody because, you know, it had nobody been getting signals. So most people probably didn't even think to turn them bitches off. The thing I also liked about that was that they killed the killers. Yes. Like, not just the, I mean, you knew that they weren't the main bad guys when they got killed just because of how they went out. It was like, nah, it's too much time left. It's another twist coming. And that's when you get the Clifton twist. But I love how they killed the killers, man. It was so like um 
fun to see people like gang up and fight back like this wasn't like jason or something where like these motherfuckers are just impossible to stop like right they wasn't super powered or nothing like stabbing them in the foot and um um shooting them in the woods and stuff like that i i like that they like i was like hype when they killed him and as they figured out oh it's two killers and then eventually figuring out that it was clifton i enjoyed all of that uh and my last thing i enjoyed i enjoyed the after the credits stuff yes and it was fucking hilarious when the water hose hit them and what was <laughs> even funnier is they sat there was like well nigga what do we do like we had a fucking murder scene like we need to figure out how to handle this it was such a black conversation and a black moment yes moment um because of that like i thought i thought that it was so funny like that was one of my favorite jokes was oh we not gonna call the police we'll call the fire department and i was like yes that's so funny because no one hates the fire department Mm -mm. but then the fire department showing up and blasting them with the hose (laughs) is hilarious yes took them all out too it's hilarious right so um i really did enjoy that kind of stuff um uh all right let's get to negatives uh you have any negatives yes okay go ahead my biggest negative is uh yvonne wasn't in it long enough uh, mm. because all jokes out like the way it was pushed and promoted you would not your funny you would have thought you would have gotten more of her and we did get more of her than what i thought we was going to get because you know they was kind of the first five to seven minutes you know they was kind of going the book of the movie and she ends up coming back right but it's one of those things where i was like oh i would have loved her out there interacting with them longer even if y'all still would have killed her just more of her because i just love her as a as an actress Mm. yeah i definitely think they did a scream too which is and they bring it up in the movie jada pinkett and omar epps dying right and i think it was scream too and i think they did that but because the cast is all black it doesn't feel like that but Mm -hmm. yes they took their two biggest names and i know and i i you know i would love to know about the budget with this movie and the the way it got produced and how it got cast because it seems without knowing much of it it seems to me where like somebody who didn't necessarily have the same star power and pull but had like connections to people whose names were you know who like yvonne can you do us a favor jay farrell can you do us a favor these are kind of accessible stars they're not in that you know super super like triple a list where you would end up having to pay them a shit ton of money just to even die in the movie in 10 minutes so like it's almost like a favor and then it's like thank you y'all can leave now now we're gonna get to the crew of people i do know and the people that are my peers or whatever and and it is now it is like people that for lack of a better term like they're they're kind of like the b-list c-list to people when it comes to billing but they got to have their own movie because yeah. of our orgy and, and, and Jay true. Farrell did it. Um, but I'm with you in that that bait and switch does feel a certain way. And I think, you know, to piggyback on what you're saying, one of the things that hurts the movie, and I don't mean the performances necessarily are bad, but they didn't have the star power. And so that's not something you can really can control because your budget is your budget your, mm-hmm. who's gonna do the movie is who's gonna do the movie and there's right. a lot of a-list people that would probably run away from a movie this black right. because of the jokes it makes and you can look at the reviews 
there the fan reviews. There's a lot of people who are just mad that it's it's a black comedy. Like, why are they picking on white people? Why are they making so many race jokes? This is an identity politics nightmare. I don't agree with those people, but my point being, I can see how like say you went to a bigger name actor and they would be like, I don't want to even get involved in something that is so racially, you know, like it's it's pushing the lines of what people like get mad about these days. Let me just stay safe over here and y'all go make y'all black ass comedy without me. Mm-hmm. Um, no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like because they didn't really get like the strongest cast, everybody felt like the person you get when you can't get the person you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that may have hurt the movie uh, in a lot of ways uh, just because you could like if you were getting very strong comedic performances like just just name like the people that you think are like your a-list comedian people like if sam jay was in this or something or um you know uh you know if janelle james was in this like certain people would have took this shit to like a level where you've been like god damn and i think that's what the movie's missing and then that's you know it's not really anyone's fault but it's you know i have to I can't deny there there's a there's another version of this movie where you get all your triple A comedians and we're just like this is the funniest movie I ever saw in my life. Agreed. Agreed. That Anything was yours. Else? Yeah, that was mine. Okay. And <clears throat> my biggest thing and and it's no fault of theirs. I wish they would have been in the theaters longer cuz one negative oh, is mm-hmm. I guarantee you being in the movie theater, like sitting in the theater with people, yeah, for sure, going to get a different experience, and, and not just any theater, a black theater, correct? Like this is a dumb out movie to me. Like this is yeah. a movie where, um, because I'll go to my next negative, but um, uh, some of the jokes are very like tropey, like it's very like black Twitter level jokes of like your street joke almost. Like it's like maybe if you. Like it's not zagging; it's just literally saying the the the, the, the some of the, the quiet parts out loud or the loud parts out loud. And so some of the jokes don't have the cleverness, but they just hit with you as a black person because you know these jokes. So when you see somebody putting a whole lot of sugar in the Kool Aid, and then you know a diabetes joke is coming, it's not that the joke is like, oh my god, I didn't see that coming. And I think. My favorite comedies give me a lot of I didn't even see that coming. And that's hard as fuck to write. Yeah, that is. Like, it's hard as fuck. Like, I'm not, like, it's just, I get Very few difficult. comedies are able to accomplish that, yeah. right? And, and like, and it's hard to know if you hit that mark or not. Um, especially when you're up so upfront about what the movie's about. Like, mm-hmm. the blackening. We not gonna be subtle about this shit. So I did feel like some of the jokes, it's not that they didn't land as much as they didn't they were like, yeah, okay, well, I saw the joke coming. And I think, uh, I, th- I, I, yeah, I just think that some of the jokes were just a little too surface level. And there's better and funnier jokes to be had, but it probably take a little more time. I agree. Uh, anything else with negative? Mm-mm. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me um, for, for negatives. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think that's it. All right, let's rate it. Zero to five. I'm going to give this a four. I really I enjoyed this a lot. Like I said, if we would have got more Yvonne, or, or like you said, you you actually phrase it better than me, if there would have been 
uh, like you said, the more of a A list or B list acting that 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 really could have took it over the top. Um, it probably would have been a four and a half to a five, and uh, uh, for me, but yeah, I give it a four. It, it it and it was very fun. It was very enjoyable to me. Yeah, and I think for me, um, I give it a, I give it a three and a half. Maybe actually, I give it a three. Um, I'm not a hard person, but I did find it funny. I think, you know, different cast, you know, a little, maybe like another run through of the script to try to like get some jokes that a little, or just maybe, you know, maybe that's it. You get a different cast and those people, maybe they ad lib a little more, give you a little something that's uh, not on the page. Um, But yeah, I think some of the jokes, fucking clever, funny. So this isn't a... Like, the whole thing wasn't funny. And I think, unfortunately for them, just looking at the reviews on IMDb, a lot of the flack they're catching isn't about the movie. Mm-mm. And so I don't even know what you do with... So many people got caught up about race. Right. They're just mad that this movie is even about black people or black jokes in it at all. And it seems to be coming from, like, both sides. Like, yes. you got black people that's like, Mom, Mama March with King and you... And you making jokes with water hoses? And it's like, well, why the fuck did you even see this? Agreed. Um, what, what did you think this was? Selma, motherfucker? It's a goddamn comedy. But right. at the same time, like, uh, the white people mad because they like, how dare this movie make race jokes? And the white people aren't saviors or good guys. And I just go to see horror movies. And I don't notice how the black people die for, first every time. And I don't want you to notice it either. So, like, it's just... It just got caught up in a bunch of bullshit, in my opinion. But right. yeah, I would give it a three. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was funny, mm-hmm. and um, I had a good time. And it didn't overstay its welcome. But Mm-mm. yeah, I you know. Uh, so that, that's my score. Let's get into the comments. Episode four sixty one was Barbie. Ronan Raphael writes in. Um, I only saw one trailer for this movie. I was like, man, I'm so glad I ended up checking it out. I believe that I fell for the hate for Greater Gerwig on Twitter. Another reason I'm glad to have a Blackout Tapes Nation to deliver me from that filth. This movie was beyond my expectation. I had so much fun and it was so intelligent. The cast was fire too. Y'all never got the Greater Gerwig hate, man. But it's that thing I think a lot of black people, especially in the movie and film thing, we want to like balance the scales with the fact that like for years white people have always underrated our shit and so we think equality is shitting on white people stuff even if it's good to be like oh this the most popular white movie Uh, this shit ain't nothing and they do that i think when ladybird came out man i i I remember seeing a lot of like it getting shit it's just a little white girl that don't know and so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm a movie critic. I'll watch it. But, you know, I got my low expectations because people said, it, you know, black people were shitting on it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it and, like, it made me cry at the end. And I was like, fuck, this is really good. Greater Gerwig did that thing. I watched Little Women. I'm not even a Little Women fan. I didn't read the books. I, I would read the book. I haven't even seen the other versions of that movie. But once again, pretty fucking good movie. I like Lady Bird better, but pretty good movie. That so she two for two, and then this she three for three. Like, and that's a slate of versatility because them three completely different fucking movies. Yes, they are. You know, you got your like indie small film with just like a like about Greta's kind of like upbringing herself. It's kind of like a not a biopic, but whatever you would call you know like a, a self reference you know movie. Right. 
and then uh, Little Women is like a huge set piece, and it's a uh, and it's set in a, like certain period. It's a period piece with big name actors and a lot of characters, and she carried that. She did a good job on that shit. And then this movie is a fucking comedy, but it's smart, and it's like these are just and it's big and bombastic. It's distinctly different, and let's not let's keep it real. Everybody knows when you heard the Barbie premise, none of us thought this was the movie that would be made. And most mm-hmm. people were probably like, I wouldn't even want to be responsible for making a Barbie movie because how the fuck are you going to make everybody happy? And how can you keep it real at all when you're working for a fucking company that's making a movie? And the, the, the goal is to, to, right. to try to like make that product look good. Your, your goal isn't to just shit on it. Mm-hmm. You're not making a documentary. Right. So I, I thought that was, I thought she did a great job. I only had time to attend the showing with all the mamas that, that all the mamas and their babies were at with strollers parked at the front of the theater. I was regretting buying the <laughs> ticket. Even the babies paid attention to the movie or I was so into it that I didn't notice them. There's too much to write about, but I'll end with this. One of the veteran groups that I volunteer with usually has a movie night for families where we watch the biggest releases around then. And I asked the person in charge why there wasn't one for Barbie. He responded with he's a man and there aren't women interested enough women interested. I told I told right on DeSantis, I thought your job was using the movie night to promote your organization as welcoming to all, but you clearly picked a side and I'll let your CEO know next time I see her. Right. They have been struggling to get more women and LGBTQIA veterans lately to events. I wonder why. Great movie. Uh, right? You yeah. wonder why. We also got two comments on uh episode four sixty two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Rona Raphael says, what's good, Rod and Karen? First of all, Rod and my kids said almost the exact same thing after seeing this movie, that this is the best TMNT movie. However, ask my five, my almost five-year-old how many TMNT movies she's seen before this. None. That kid's first, <laughs> that kid first, uh, I guess first, this, I, oh, this is that. That's that. That's this kid's first, and this is the greatest movie. Said the same shit at the Super Mario and Across the Spider Verse. She saw the Little Mermaid with her mom and grandmother, so I don't know what she if she said the same. I'm beginning to see a trend. She wants to start a podcast talking about movies. The hustle is real. <laughs> it runs in the family. Apparently, it does. Anyways, I had a great time with Mutant Mayhem, and I agree Seth Rogen is a bona fide when it comes to nerd entertainment. Mm-hmm. I love how we are getting different types of animation today, and if you're going to reboot a franchise, go big or take risks like this. Right. The Turtles were legit teenagers fucking up, and Naive plus Splinter being an overprotective dad all made good storytelling along with NYC being a character, as rightly pointed out by Karen. At first, a part of me wasn't happy with the idea of all the mutants except Superfly living together and Splinter having a love life. I slept over it, and it was even cooler to me. Just because I had gotten used to them fighting each other in every variation doesn't mean that this adaptation has to be the exact same thing as before. Then I will still be mad at the production, right? So fuck it. It was done right, and I'm here for the ride. My kid is one lucky, the lucky one getting introduced to great characters via awesome movies, unlike my time. Ha, ha, ha. You know, and I agree. I think... Uh, the kids now, they have the luxury, not trying to be funny, of not having to deal with a lot of shitty-ass shit that we dealt with. It's not perfect, no, but it's a whole hell of a lot better. The technology is a lot, lot better than it was back in the day going to these movies and hoping and wishing that somebody would take the shit more seriously than they used to. Because, you know, before they just, like, it was a quote-unquote money grab, but they was like, no, we're going to do this and we're going to take the shit seriously. Yep, 
Um, and uh, <clears throat> I just love the different art styles of the movies and stuff too. Uh, it'll be interesting to see as they break this into a TV show and make a sequel, how if they're able to keep up that art quality when you go into production on like a TV show, like you you start running into budgeting and time issues and right. stuff. Right. Uh, Agony says. Mutant Mayhem is just a dope title at the movies. I dope time at the movies. Ice Cube is great as Superfly. Ao Itabiri is wonderful as April O'Neil, and I love the rest of the voice cast. Jackie Chan was having a blast as Splinter, which is a bit of an ode to one of the martial arts' greatest legends. There's just a unique sense of levity here that hasn't been in the movies in quite some time. It's a uh, pretty loose movie which helps things chug along in a good manner help that is also short forgot to mention the old boy inspired fighting montage is so well done probably my favorite out of all the fights i got a lot out of it and can't wait to buy this on physical 4k yeah i did see somebody bring up like one of the complaints about this movie is that there's not enough fighting in it and i i do i do hear them on that like we could have got more action. I don't I don't think this movie was trying to it just it made a decision to be like this teenage coming of age story. That and I, I it didn't bother me in that way that it bothered other people, but going back thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, they really didn't have a lot of fights, but I just don't think I think I've always had to compromise with my love of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that there was never going to be a version that had the fights that I loved in the black and white comic that got, like, brutal and fucking, like, it was a beast, man. I, I used to love those fucking books. And I'm like, there's never, like, you're never going to look up and see, like, a turtle get, you know, like, get cut with a sword through him or some shit. So why are we even acting like that's possible? Right. Uh, Last one. They cloned Tyrone. I did a solo review of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronan Raphael saying, Agony, hit me up again. Now, Brother Rod, at the end of this movie, <laughs> this is Ronan Raphael, it dawned on me that I got clones out there using my name and photos to hustle the internet pimping for Africa. What's a Ronan got to do to survive now? Man, this movie was fire. Boyega, Fox, and Parrish were so good along with the support plus cameos. I can't for the life the life of me wrap my head around the It's a Jordan Peele ripoff crowd. Why must there be only one nigga for everything? I right. like variety and diversity. Yes, black horror storytelling too. Shit's annoying as fuck. I agree. I agree. I, I don't know what... It's like everyone is throwing the Jordan Peele thing over any black horror. And it's like it's not offensive to him because he's i think he's really great at what he does mm-hmm. but people were doing it before and people gonna do it after not everybody's trying it's like we've decided that everybody's doing his blueprint now somebody gonna go back and watch the original candy man to be like jordan peele you know it's like bro he, he wasn't doing it then. i loved how this movie felt both in the present and past along with futuristic at the same time creative team on point, I haven't finished I'm a Virgo. It does remind me of They Clone Tyrone and Looks. There's also a black exploitation vibe and conspiracy theory. Hmm, I should go back to it. I was eating some chicken while watching They Clone Tyrone. I think it really tasted that good, or it could be a powder. I did feel like I could <laughs> ski for a minute. Give me West Coast Tyrone and more I'm addicted. My clone is. Santa Agony says, and critics say they don't make new shit. They Clone Tyrone is an effective... Uh, is an effective ode to black exploitation with a blend of modern filmmaker by Joel Taylor and his writing colleague Tony Rettenmayer. Uh, not only did I appreciate how funny it was, just 
his subject matter is very smart, which is rare for Netflix, which does do these rarely on the movie end. Uh, uh, doesn't do these rarely on the movie end. I'm actually rewatching it to get the nuanced plot points, etc. Yeah, I agree. Normally, Netflix movies just pull up short. I always feel like Netflix movie Netflix buys three fourths of a movie, yeah, and then they're like, "Don't worry, we'll, we'll write, write the last yeah, fourth when we start filming." Right. Love the cast: Jamie Foxx, John Boyega, Tiana Paris, and Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland were strong throughout. I did wish Kiefer's character got some more backstory and a code name. Olympia Black was more defined, but these complaints are minor in a goddamn excellent package. Yeah, that's a good point. We could have got more about the uh, Kiefer Sutherland, but I think choice-wise is like writing. They had to make a decision. How much of this do we want to make about the vastness of this white conspiracy? And how much do we want to make it about the role that the original John Boyega, uh, that they cloned everybody from, uh, that they cloned all the other ones from? How much do we want to make it about his role and how much he's responsible for it? And I think of those two choices, I like the choice they made. Rather than turning it to like a, and the white man conspiracy thing, it was like, yeah, maybe maybe Kiefer Sullivan's not that important. And it's always been about this black brilliant scientist and how he, you know, contributed to this experiment. All right, that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you. We'll be back with more spoiled movie reviews. Until next time, peace. Peace.